Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, it's Pastor Ron here Welcome to my podcast, Game Day Gospel Where there's two things I know, God and sports I want to thank you guys for listening, thank you guys for tuning in ahead of the, the, the Manchester Derby Big game for for the boy, big game for the squad I mean, what can I say? Uh, I, I don't know that many Manchester United fans who are excited, who are optimistic about this game. Um, I don't know how many folks are really um, at a point right now where we think that it's going to be even close. And I'm, and I'm with it too, man. So I think I think we'll have some 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 things to talk about when it comes to the squad some things to discuss when it comes. So I also want to talk about um, the Filthy Fellas, man. They they um, they had an interesting uh, podcast this week where they talked about how um, we, we had to discuss the worst signings under Eric Ten Hag. The worst signings under Ten, Eric Ten Hag. And the worst was... or, to, or Close to the bottom was Anthony. Anthony was towards the worst, and I'm sitting there thinking, is is he the worst signing under under Breaking Bad? Um, is is he the worst sign? And you know what's crazy that when we sat there and we talked about it, they had 14 different signings, 14 different players that this guy has signed in the last year and a half. Right, and we sat there and talked about all this time. Hey, it's not fair. Hey, you know he don't have his player. This is not his guys. Fourteen players that either came in through loan or came in through um, um, as a transfer. To be honest, it's sixteen. If you want to be exact, sixteen different players that he has signed during his time, either through transfer and through loan. Listen, we don't want to sit here and talk about, um, you know, the front office and how these things are issues, blah, 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 blah. You know, um, I'm not going to talk about how, you know, all that goes on. It's it's true. You know, our office, our front office needs some structure. Our front office needs um, to get a lot better. And hopefully with the new leadership, that can be um, addressed. But um, 16 signings is 16 signings, bro. He has 16 guys he was able to bring on to the, go bring on to the um, team. And don't forget, don't forget... That fiasco he had with um, what's that bull's name? De Jong, Frankie. Remember last year him trying to trying to um, get Frankie De Jong all this time, and meanwhile the dude's like, I don't want to come with the team. Remember that? Remember all those guys, all that movement, he all that embarrassment he brought to the team by sitting there trying to woo a player that does not want to join the team. So we can't ignore the the the, the dumb stuff he's done as well. He's been with the squad since July first. July 1st, 2022, was that a year and a half? You have 16 guys you were able to bring onto the squad in order to help your squad. And I'm pretty sure that he that, that all of these signs signs were passed were, were were sent to him and said, What do you think? 
this off this you know two hundred and twenty dollars twenty twenty pounds in in um in one transfer window for for Martinez Malasia Casemiro Anthony. You know what I mean? That who, who the heck is this guy? Drav- don't know Martin Jarovka. Drav- don't know who this guy is. Backup goalkeeper. Ne- ne- never knew anything about the guy. So he signed. He signed as well. He signed as well. Uh, part of a two hundred and twenty million dollar transfer window when his first year he came on. Within months of him getting on, he was able to do that. So I, I don't. I don't understand why folks are still making excuses for this coach. And you look at these 16 signings and 16 signings, and yet the team still needs 16 more signings. <laughs> 16 signings with us still having all these issues and all these holes on the team. Pause. That we sit here and have all... We need a we need an entire uh, back line minus maybe one player in in Martinez. Still don't know what our midfield is doing. Still you know don't know if if um, Rasmus is the is the 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 uh, striker for us. So we're sitting here going through all of this. Man had sixteen players on his list of he was able to bring in, and yet we sit here and say, man, you needs players, bro. Man, you, man, you is short on players, bro. I, I, I don't know, bro. It's the same thing they used to say for Ali, and Ali spent almost a billion dollars in in signings, bro. So he he made a a lot of signings, bro. So we can't sit here and complain about him not having his players. Sixteen's a lot. Sixteen is more than than Liverpool. Sixteen is more than um, most other teams. And at the end of the day, we have a level of understanding who the team is. So I think, you know, as we sit here and we think um, in terms of worst signings, out of the 16, Filthy Fellows said, Anthony, I don't know, man. I, I like Anthony, bro. I, I want him to work out, but he's not cutting it. I think the the whole appeal to Anthony because he's Brazilian. He starts for their national team. When he came on, he's you know he's kissing the badge and he scored against Arsenal. So that whole that whole um, passion he has is cool. Like you know he comes on doing um, R one L one skill moves off of FIFA. For no apparent reason, and folks just watching him just just do all this this nonsense. It, he's a character, man, and I really, really want him to to work out. But eighty eight million pounds—it's a lot of money, bro, for eight goals in all competitions, eight goals, three assists, 11, 11 GAs in all competitions. And that's a a year plus. That's tough, bro. That's tough to justify. And to me, the reason why he's the worst signing, not saying he's the worst player, he's the worst signing because of the dollar amount. And that's Eric Ten Hag's boy. They played together at Ajax. So so, so he knows the player. So that's his main sign, that signing. That's his main guy. And he's and that right, that right side with him on it is a black hole. He needs to, he needs to get he needs to get away. 
He needs to get out that right hole because he's doing nothing. For, and and again, I'm not going to get on another podcast about these freaking kiss the badge passion guys. Oh, he's a passionate guy. He plays hard. He goes in for a hard tackle. He's a yes man. I don't give a damn. I need talent. I need goals. That right side is a black hole. The ball gets there, does a couple of skill moves, runs all this type of way. They're sitting there waiting for him, and nothing happens. Takes one or two shots a game. They're all they're all too hard, rarely on goal. So what? So what are we doing here, guys? So I think I think maybe he is the he is the 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 worst signing. As much as I like him, I think there's talent there, but for eighty eight million pounds. For him coming from Ajax, who, who right with um the coach, I think he's probably the worst signing. He still has time to um to do better. He still has time to to make up for it. But as we sit here today, he's the worst signing on our team. Out of the sixteen signings the coach had, he's the worst. Um, not to mention his off field issues that we got to deal with, and all that that's going on. But in terms of production, in terms of play, he's not the guy, bro. If and if Ten Hag was smart, he would use this whole drama as an excuse to get him off the pitch. So it's not you know blaming his play, which is the real issue. But they'll they'll use this as a reason why he's not playing. The same way you sent Sancho off to to some kind of training session to improve his game, you have to send him off to kind of work on his game as well because he's not the guy. But Ten Hag loves him. He's his favorite because he sits there and he plays hard. He practices hard. If you notice the past um, the past few months, he he stopped really doing skill moves like he used to do before, probably because his coach spoke to him and one time he got clowned for it and all that. So I think I think he he's a, he's a favorite, and this is part of the reason why Sancho's like, "Yo, um, coach, go kick rocks, bro. I'm not apologizing. You're focusing on me coming late to practice and me trying hard." But, but when I get on the pitch, it's a vibe. But you have other guys who come early to practice, do all this, but not produce. They don't do anything. They they get to start. They don't get called out. It's all about culture. It's all about culture, guys, and passion. Oh, shut up. Like like AI said, we talk about practice. Practice? We talk about practice. Yeah, man, that's what, that's what it is, bro. There's, there's players who, who follow direction, who practice well, but are shook when it comes to playing playing the games. There's players like that across all sports. So we can't sit there and keep talking about practicing and guys who show up and run hard. We can't do that, bro. Because we sit here and... um. And, and worry about that, bro. Worry about the wrong things. Meanwhile, all these guys who are practicing hard are not scoring goals. So what's the point in practicing? All these guys who are running hard and, and doing laps and running suicide drills in practice are not scoring no goals. So what's the point? It's ain't Ajax, bro. It's ain't, it's ain't the Dutch league, bro. This is, this is big time. Cats out here making money, not, not paying you any attention, bro. Got to cut that crap out. This job is too big for you. Take the U18s, bro. 
same same um you know um JV soccer college soccer in the MLS bro got to get it together so i think um so yeah so because of that not because of talent but just because of overall the price tag the coach is familiar with him and his production um 11 GAs in all competitions in a year and a, in a year and a half it's not good it's not good um in terms of best in terms of i mean not not too far not too far behind is is Molassia. Molassia outside bro he is outside he's on the yacht with Rashi chilling taking pictures bro He's not, he's, he's not, has not done anything, bro. The last time we saw Molassia was when he got spun by Saka last year against, against Arsenal. The last time he played. And ever since then, it's like a mystery. He's one of, he, he was one of his first signings. This guy, you know, I don't know, bro. But, you know, we, we have to also account for the, the transfer fee. And the fee was only 15, 15 M. So it wasn't as bad. But I think Anthony is um, the worst. The best signing to me, the best incoming player to me, is one guy who's not on the team that I liked, and I wish he came back with Sabitzer. I like Sabitzer, man. He was a good player. He was a good player, man. A solid guy. He he reminds me of of that that's that similar guy they got from um the Liverpool have Sabitzer. So I don't know the guy. Sebastia, I don't know what that guy, that damn Yugoslavian bro, guy. I think he, I think he's up there with Madison and Rice as probably the the, the best transfers of the summer. So, so I don't know his name, but you know who he is. But yeah, a very solid, sound guys. Yo, you know what's crazy? He had 13 goals in 18 games. <laughs> it's a bit too last year. Three, sorry, three goals in 18 games. My bad. That's a. Uh, Sorry, Anthony. It's not as you know. He played well. So, sound guy. Kind of guys we need, man. Just solid, hardworking, class. You know what I'm saying? That that could play the game, control the game. Because our midfield is in shambles right now. I think to me, my favorite signing is not it's not Casemiro, because Casemiro for 70 M's. Listen, guys, <laughs> let me tell you something, fam. Casemiro was on his way to the bench. He was on his way to Sevilla, bro. And man, you was like, yo, we'll give you 70 M's for him and sign him on like 500K a week. <laughs> what are we doing here, guys? What are, we, what are we doing here, guys? So he's out there. I think it's, though he, he played well last year, but now he's showing his age, bro. He played a lot of games, bro. It's... Guys, the EPL is not for everyone, man. The amount of talent and pace and how these guys, like these guys use analytics, these guys um, use tape to see where you're weak at. That's the problem that happened to, I think, to to Anthony. The league adjusted to him and he couldn't adjust. All that running and, and skill moving is not doing anything. So he, you know. And I think it's the same thing with Casemiro. He's be, he towards the end of the year. This is why Ball got all them red cards because he got pissed off and he got spun around. The teams began to figure out who he was, and because of that, he got exposed. And right now, if I'm if I'm being sincere, he's not he's not even our starting D, a CDM, bro. It needs to be Amrabat. 
Amber Betts is younger than him and, and is playing better than him. So I, I think, you know, as an everyday big game guy, he's a he could be a nice guy in the locker room because he's been there, done that. I think he's one of the leaders in the locker room. But I think he's he's no longer the guy. You know what I'm saying? 31, all that plastic surgery, bro. He's he's dude's trying to do commercials, bro. He's trying to play Call of Duty, man. He ain't trying to he trying to get a Twitch account. And ain't trying to play no soccer games, bro. Uh, Martinez is a good player. 55 M's. I think my favorite and an unsung hero of our team last year, Christian Erickson. Christian Erickson is to me our best signing. I I thought that Mason Mount was going to slide right into his his spot on the pitch. Um that's why he, you know, he was signed, but we're seeing that what he did can't be duplicated. He has a certain level of class and instinct that that no one on our team has. The one-time passes, the one-time shots, the little passes he does here and there. Remember that pass he did to um I think um against Galastari. It was one pass he did a one-time pass to either uh, um Rasmus or Rashford. Um, it can be Rashford. I don't think Rashford scored this year, but that one-time pass he hit. I think it was Rasmus against Galastari. I was sick, bro. Those are passes we don't have. Bruno's always, Bruno's always uh, um, a touch too late. Like he see, like he's like a, you know, he's really Iron Man, new heart and all, bro. Like he see, he he calculates on the pitch something different, bro. And that's what we don't have. I think for a free transfer, for uh, a guy that could come in at seventy minutes into the game and calm the game down. A guy who could start every now and then. He could play on multiple spots in the midfield. And and last year, the things he did, he played the, he played the, the false nine last year at one point. I think he was a great guy, man. I think he was a great signing. I think he and – and he once he left, the team went down. So I think the best signing to me, if you count the, the fee and um, what he did to the team, because if not for Erickson, we're not making top four last year. If not for Erickson, Liverpool's in the top four. No cap. What he's done to the team, and, and I could only imagine him calming the team down in the locker room. Class, bro. A whole new level of class to be on the team, bro. So I think, you know, it's a great story, you know, coming from death pretty much, they, they're coming back alive into playing. I, I want to understand why after he'd been through all that trauma, he would come to United, but, you know, to each their own. But but he, I think, was the best signing we've had in the past eighteen months. Martinez is yeah, I think he, I think he's a, I think he's a good player, injury prone. He, the, the the thing we gotta know is like Martinez didn't end the year that well, bro. Let's not bring up that that, that that game against Liverpool, bro. That game did not he didn't he did not play too well after the World Cup, and and it could be a little bit of fatigue from the World Cup. But after the, towards the end of the year, he he kind of struggled, so I don't know. And and he didn't really do that well in the beginning of the year. It was his challenge that opened up that that final um goal for Brighton. So I think you know we have to be honest. the The jury is still out on on Martinez. I'm I'm thinking he's going to be good. He's going to be a solid player. But we have to also account that once the league adjusts to you, um. How do you react? And do you have a level of consistency? 
these these big guys, Saliba, um, Van Dyke, um, those those top guys, they do it consistently. Um, Tiago Silva, they have consistency, bro. And we need to have that consistency. That's why John Stones is not one of the top CBs because he's not consistent. He has flashes, he has good 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 games and good stretches, but in terms of a consistent um production, he doesn't have that. So the jury's still out, but I think Erickson to me, he is he is the reason why we were in the top four last year. It was him and Rashford. They were the two main reasons we were in the top four. Um and I and I have to I have to respect so that so I think just watching that though um really messed me up, man. Because it shows a the amount of freaking um dumb signings we had. And it showed it also just reiterates the fact that this guy has his own players. So all that crap about him not having players is crud. It's crud. And he has enough talent on there to be competing for the top four. I'm not saying we got enough talent to, to surpass Man City, to, to surpass Arsenal. We, we, um, Liverpool, but we have more talent than the Spurs. We we, we are a better team than Brighton. I mean, I think we I think we even better have more talent talent than Newcastle. They they, they have systems. They have good better coaches. That's the difference. Coaching is a better it's it's a big difference. So we talk about that, man. So I mean, um, it's tough, man. It's tough to see that. Tough to. To figure out what we're gonna do, man. This is, I was I was going through both lineups, and I was like, you know, I'm, I might I might come on here and do like a, a starting eleven, combined starting eleven, Arsenal and Man and Man. I mean, sorry, Man U and Man City. I don't think there's one guy on our team that will start from for Man City. Not one guy. May I want I, w- I would say, the two guys maybe, Bruno and um Rashford. Those are the two guys that I think that may walk on and sit there and play for for Pep and them boys. So, I mean, our our hope as we go into this game for it to stay close. Our hope as we go into this game is for it to not be embarrassed. I can't take another six six goal outburst. I am now I'm just I'm just um overcoming that seven goal um game from Liverpool last year. So I can't sit here and go through this again. But I don't think Man City is strong enough to do that to us. Unless they're playing possum and they're, they're waiting um, for us. You know, you know how Pep plays against us, the bastard. He sits there and uh he sits there and waits, waits for our games to to um to turn up. He's always trying to embarrass us. So I think I think it's gonna be a close I think it's gonna be a close game though. Yeah, it's it's weird. I think I mentioned this before. I think we're so unorthodox that it might throw some teams off. We're we're so unorthodox that it might mess some things up. And I think that it's going to to cause our game to be a little close. And um, and I think I think man man cities just do. It's also just do for when I'm I'm afraid. I'm also afraid that they might. Break out and just find find everything right with when once it comes to us. They'll figure everything out once once we're here. Um, I think that that is probably 
That's my fear. But ultimately, I think that at the end of the day, um, it's gonna. I'm hoping it's gonna be a close game. If I if I were, if I were a betting man, which I'm not, um, I would sit here and say, two one, two one, man, 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 city, two one. I think it's gonna be two nil early in the first half. We'll score. We'll, um two nil in the first half. We'll score early or at, or like at some point in the second half, and then it's gonna be a wrap gonna be a wrap um outside of that it's a pretty quiet we just not really i think the derby is probably the biggest game um for for next week for this week um it's a lot of just you know i think we see maybe uh nah not really i mean yeah it's, it's like a bunch of one-sided games it sounds like a lot of, a lot of one-sided games arsenal got some bad news Partey and um, Jesus is out for a long time with injury. I mean, with Jesus, he's always out, bro. They shouldn't be so surprised. It, it, it's interesting to see who they start. Do they start um, Eddie or do they start Havertz at that nine? I would just start Havertz, bro. And Kethel is 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 he's shaky, bro. When he 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 has potential, but then when it comes to the big games and stuff and the big moments, he just lacks the quality. You know, especially and next week they play. Uh, next week they play Newcastle next Saturday. Yeah, one thirty p.m. Eastern time they play Newcastle. Just wanted to confirm at Saint at Saint James Park, and you know Newcastle be on that smoke. Woo. So yeah, I I would I would experiment with Havertz t- tomorrow because it's Sheffield and you should beat Sheffield despite the fact that we made them. Like world beaters in the top squad, they are the worst team in history. Historically bad, one of the worst teams so far in history. So Arsenal should slap them up. Um, but yeah, I think that it's quite weak. It's a week where folks get to kind of adjust themselves. Um, no, no major. I don't think there's no major upsets, no major um, games to kind of worry about. But outside the derby, um, Liverpool plays not him. Should be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Brighton versus Fulham should be a good game. Fulham has been playing better, a lot better, a lot more organized. Kind of get their, their feet under them. They've been playing better. Um, so that that that's a good game. We we play them next week, and I and I'm and I won't be surprised if they beat us next week. Yep, I won't be surprised if we lose to Fulham next week because we can't. The problem is we have a tough time against organized, disciplined teams, and they have a plan. Talent might be lacking, but they the, the, these teams who have a plan who are well coached, they give us a hard time. So yeah, so let's 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 talk, man. What do you guys think about about the upcoming week? What do you think about um, the worst and best signings from Eric Ten Hag? Does it make sense? Are we still going to be crying about his his lack of players when obviously he's he's was able to bring sixteen of his own players onto the squad at some point? So what is his player? You know what I'm saying? If he was 16 and we still having a tough time, then what? Then what is the the players that he needs to get on his team? Um. So yeah, it's an exciting week. American football. Giants play the Jets. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste your time with a Giants preview because because the Giants they suck and the Jets suck too. They're both trash. 
So it's not much to to talk about. The Jets are going to win, though. It's going to be an ugly game, like 9-6 Jets. I think both QBs are not good, and I think it's going to cause um, it to be an ugly defensive game. So 9-6 Jets is my prediction for, for that game. But today's a today's a soccer soccer podcast, and I, I, I want some feedback. Don't forget to share this in your chats. Let me know what you think, let me know what you feel about the upcoming week. Man U fans, are you guys confident? Man U fans, how do you guys feel? Are you rooting for are you rooting for a loss? Because maybe if you lose, it might cause this guy to get taken out of this game. Um, and we'll take it from there. So, all right, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for your time. I appreciate you guys. God bless y'all. Peace.